Alright everybody, we're back. Wiretap episode three. Sounds looking good. Oh actually have a timer now too. So I can see you know where I'm at, where I'm getting to on time. Hold on. I think we're a little a little more centered there. But anyway, how's it going guys? Um this is like the most put together one I've done so far. Like I have my timer here. I have stuff prepared. Like I have a whole list of things to talk about that have been on my mind. I have something else here I want to bring up at the top of the show. Um, I guess first off, I'll get into this. This past week, my roommate and one of my best friends, Seth... I, th I forget the story of how he got this. I think he was going through his grandpa's old stuff. And um, his grandpa had like a photo that he took of Elvis at a concert. That's crazy, right? I feel like it's a piece of history. Here it is. Maybe I can insert like the actual scan photo. It's old, so you know it's all like brown and washed out, but uh, I put it on my um, scanner and I used like a image restoration thing and it actually came out pretty good uh, restoring the image. But yeah, dude, Elvis. It's like the light from actual Elvis. I'm not sure how this type of photography works kind of doubt that this is the actual page that the light from Elvis hit. I feel like this was printed out from something. Like, maybe there was film, and then that film was put onto this however they did it back then. I don't know, because I know there are forms of photography where it will actually be this big and like in the back of the camera, and you'll take it and it'll go right onto the, the paper, but I, I don't think that's how this was done. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but it's, it's still cool. This is a fan photo of Elvis. So sick. I'm so shocked that he gave it to me because, uh, there was only two photos of that night and he kept one of them and he gave the other one to me for helping him out with some school stuff. So I was like, so sick. Um, but anyway, I think the main reason he gave it to me is because I've been on such an Elvis kick lately. Not even really like a like into Elvis music or Elvis's music as a whole. I've just really been liking one Elvis song lately. If I can dream. The performance of If I Can Dream. I think it is a very famous performance. I don't know that much about Elvis, but... Um, the new shitty movie that just came out about Elvis. They like recreated this scene of him performing this song. and that, That's what makes me think it's famous. Like a famous performance. But, oh, it is so good. And I can't stop listening to it. Um... It just, it doesn't even sound like an Elvis song. Maybe that's why I like it, because I don't really like Elvis that much, honestly. But, 
this song and this performance it's so good and just how into it he gets and oh so good check it out if you haven't heard of it a lot of people that i've asked haven't heard of it so it's like that's what makes me think maybe it isn't actually a famous performance but i don't know maybe i just don't know a lot of elvis fans who knows but um one reason I really like it, and this gets into, like, some music stuff, or, like, some music that I like, I guess, or, like, why I like certain music. Um, it, 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 the lyric, the lyrical content <laughs> is, like, sad. The song isn't particularly a sad song, right? It's almost like a, like a positively looking into the future song, right? I think it's a play on, like, um, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream, or I, what am I saying? I have a dream. I can't talk. This is going to make me seem like such a dumbass. I have a dream. Okay. I've, for some reason in my mind, I was saying I was saying the words I have a dream by MLK Jr., and I was thinking... That just doesn't sound right. I don't know why. But okay, that's what it's called. I just looked it up. But anyway, I think it is like coinciding with that or like pushing that same message. Maybe it's like a, a shout out to that speech or whatever. Um, it certainly seems like it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the history of the song, but that's kind of what I've gathered from the lyrics. But oh the it's just so good um let me just read some of them to you here so it starts off saying there must be lights burning brighter somewhere got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue oh man it's just so just something about it is like the grass must be greener on the other side. Something about that it tells a whole story in itself, you know? Um, like the assumptions you can make off of just these just couple of lines and the way he's saying singing it to um, There must be peace and understanding sometime. Oh man. He says, like, why won't my dreams come true? All my brothers walk hand in hand. That's kind of what made me think. It's like a, I have a dream MLK Jr. thing. Um, but I'm, I mean, who knows? That could mean anything, right? But just based on the, like the time period. But I, I don't know. I might just be so stupid right now about this. But oh, so good. So good. Such a good song. Please listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. Specifically that performance. Let me... Um, Look up what it, what am I saying? Okay, it's the 68 comeback special. Is specifically that's specifically what it is. There's like red lights behind him that spell out Elvis. So that's super cool. I've been on such a kick of that song lately. Um But beyond that Another kick I've been on that I want to get into that kind of coincides with that same lyrical. It's like there's a sadness to it, but. 
It's like, I'm not that big on just flat out sad songs, right? But there is a beauty to having like a like sad lyric and then like happy song, right? And that 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 is almost not even true to what I'm saying because that Elvis song is not really a happy song per se, but I don't know. I maybe I do just like sad songs, I guess. I don't know. Um, but this next one, this song, I've listened to it like uh, over a hundred times a day. It, it has to have been like over a hundred times a day. Um, it's called, let me double check. Someone get the grill out of the rain. Okay. It, it's almost comical at first hearing that. I know the first time I read that title, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> right? What? This has got to be like a joke song, right? But you listen to it, and it's got this, like, solely feeling. And it, the singer, I don't think he is Southern or anything, but he sings with, like, a sick, uh, sick, a thick, <laughs> like, Southern, um, almost comical, like, the beginning of the song goes, Someone get the grill out of the rain. And... Oh, God. Everything in it points to it like it's supposed to be funny. And who knows? Maybe it is supposed to be funny. I don't know. But it doesn't evoke that feeling in me any longer. It may, it did for 0.5 seconds the first time I listened to it. But when then when I heard it and heard the rest, I went like, I feel I could be making this all up. But I feel like there is so much more beneath this. <laughs> and... I don't know. It's a short song. It's super short. It might just be um, a couple minutes. Let me see, actually. Let me see exactly how long it is. So, it's one minute and 13 seconds, okay? Here's the lyrics. Someone get the grill out of the rain. Thought you could drink it off. Now you're drowning in your pain. That is the whole first verse. That's it. And it's like kind of a slow burn song. So it's like, it's not like fast paced or anything. It takes them a while to get just through those lines. But still, um, it does like the chorusy part here. So it says, it'd be such a bust if that grill should rust. Precious memories are the ones that suck. Just can't get enough. Someone get the grill out of the rain. Okay. I'm getting literal chills just reading that right now. And, and okay, maybe even that still still sounds funny. And you might just have to like actually listen to the song. And who knows, you might even listen to the song and not even get the same feeling that I get when I listen to it. That's the beauty of music, right? But uh, <laughs> what, what it tells me, right, is... So, okay, the specific line that gives me the most chills every time is precious memories are the ones that suck, just can't get enough, right? And I think that that taps into I'm a super nostalgic guy to a fault, I feel like. Like, I I look more than I should 
um, on the past and how like there were better times in the past or whatever when I could just make better memories in the future. Um, but I picture this grill in the rain and it's just like the grill. Let's just get this out of the way. It symbolizes something else, right? Um, I picture the, the guy who wrote this song, let me just say his name, MJ Linderman. I actually haven't heard of him until like super recently, but MJ Linder, Linderman, Linderman. I don't know. Um, but I picture like he was at home. It was a rainy day. And then like he might be at his parents' house or something. And this grill that they use to like grill on on the weekends or something. Um, it's kind of been abandoned now because maybe he's like moved out and gone to college or has just, I don't know, they just don't do that anymore. Like the family has fallen apart to some extent, right? And now the grill just sits in the backyard and gets poured on by the rain and is ruined now, right? And it's almost symbolizing some other deeper issue within the family. Like pre these precious memories, they suck now because they're gone, right? Like something has happened. The grill has been abandoned. The grill symbolizing these great memories, these fun, happy times. They're gone now. They're being destroyed in the rain. And he's saying... <laughs> this, this sounds so pretentious and stupid. This feels... This is like in art classes when there will be like the most basic shit of like an oil painting. And the teacher is like, all right, now tell me, tell me what this means. And it's just like a red circle. <laughs> and the class is just sitting there and they're like, clearly this. Okay. Since you guys don't want to analyze this, this red circle is a, a symbolization of the hardships that they were going through at that time. And it's like, shut the fuck up of this overanalyzation. I feel like I'm doing that right now. But this is just what, get, this is just my opinion, I guess. I don't know anything about the backstory of the song. But anyway, <laughs> I guess it's like just the thought. I attach a lot of memories to objects, right? So I'll get attached to the most random of objects because of the memories it brings to me, right? And I picture that he does that too with this grill. And it's just being destroyed. I mean, like what I've already said, he's just being destroyed and rusted in the rain, never to be used again. And it hurts to see because it's those like those precious memories are attached to that grill. And it like a step further, it is so impressive to me that he wrote this song and is using this country voice. And it's like a soulful song about a grill in the rain. And it could almost bring me to tears. It gives me chills every time and could almost bring me to tears. Um, that is impressive in itself. And beyond that, I looked up the lyric or the, uh, 
guitar chords because I wanted to play it. And it's like three, it's like only three chords and it's like, well, okay, maybe like four chords. But the most of the song is just three. He just throws one in there to change it up for the chorus. But in, anyway, it's like three of the most basic chords ever. And I'm just like... So many people say that some like many of the greatest songs ever written are just like the bare, like the most basic of songs, you know? And it's like, it's like, maybe that's true. Maybe there's something to just keeping things as basic as possible. That, that I think that really like shows your true talent when you could just make something so impactful out of the just bare minimum basics. Or maybe it's to say something about lyrics, right? I, a lot of times, and I still think this, that like lyrics don't necessarily matter right um there are so many good songs out there where the lyrics just mean nothing and they're borderline just gibberish but they are legendary songs right and i believe that to an extent like my main focus is on melody okay like, I care about, like, a catchy little melody that will get stuck in your mind. That is my biggest thing, right? But this song is making me rethink that. I was I was just talking to myself today while listening to this song. Like, okay, I thought lyrics didn't matter. I didn't give a shit about lyrics, really. I mean, to an extent, you could, ha- you could write something... You could write some half-ass lyrics, but as long as you have a good, catchy hook... That's all that matters, right? But now listening to this, it's like, fuck, the way he, in just these like two little like stanzas, just a verse and a chorus, there's such little content here about seemingly nothing. And the amount of emotion it's in, evoked in me over the since I discovered it just a few days ago, it's like... This is clear evidence that lyrics mean a lot more than I thought they did. Because the the musical aspect to it is very basic, I want to say. The lyrical content, there's so much more. He does so much with so little. That is what is impressive. That To sum everything up, he does so fuck... <coughs> he does so... I'm getting so wound up here. He does so much with so little that it's impressive. That's something I don't think I could ever, 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 ever do. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, um, that, that's just been, that's just a little update for you guys on what I've been Oh, what I've been going crazy about lately. These those two songs. Um and we'll get back to more on that later. There's something I want to do at the end of every podcast now. I'll just get into it. Um <laughs> Rhett and Link do this on their podcast Ear Biscuits. And I don't I don't really want to steal it, but I can't think 
of any other alternative because I like this idea so much, right? Um, they do a wreck at the end of all of their podcasts. So they'll just recommend, uh, they go back and forth between one another, recommending something that they've been into that week, whether it's like a movie or a book or like a cool website or like a place to go or something like that. So I kind of want to do the same thing. I want to have something to end every podcast on. It feels weird just saying, that's it. Bye. So maybe I'll um, do a wreck at the end of my episodes now. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. But um, I want to also talk about this this whole week since the last podcast I did. I've been thinking, is this is this stupid? Is this podcast? It, I mean. I said in the first episode, I'm not doing this really for anybody. In fact, I don't want anybody to listen to this. But is it still, is it like a waste of time? Um, me doing this? I mean, I go back and watch some of these, some of what I've done so far, just because I'm like full of myself and just obsessed with myself I guess it's like my ego where I'll just like I'll upload one of these videos and then I'll hit play and then I'll just find myself sucked in and just watching myself Uh, and I guess maybe that's a good thing to like make sure the quality is good like up to my standard so I would hate to upload one of these and not catch something really obviously off right um but it's like, huh, why? I put in a lot, like a decent amount of work into this. Like, it might not seem like it, but I mean, just setting up this light thing and all my other stuff here, my recording stuff, setting up my camera over there, then like up taking the, these files, like this audio and video file, syncing them up, downloading the synced up file. Oh God, hit the mic downloading the synced up file uploading it to youtube and to anchor where i um like send everything out to like spotify and stuff it takes so long because this video file is like this this video i I don't even know what quality i'm filming this at if i'm being honest i think it's it's not 4k i don't have a 4k camera and i think it's better than 280 or sorry 1080 but I don't think it's 2k I know there's a 2k one of my drones has 2k quality footage I don't know I think it's just just straight up HD I don't know but anyway this long of a video is such a big file and like moving that from anywhere takes so long like uploading it takes forever ever even when I have a wired connection going in my computer so it's like I'm putting in all this work for what I guess I don't know what the end result of this what I want that to be but I do think I want a long lasting 
video documentation of like some kind of long form media of me just talking about what's been going on, right? So anyway, I, I think that's kind of the conclusion I've come to over the past week is like, it feels pointless that I'm doing this, kind of, and it feels, it okay, I was going to say it feels like a waste of time, but it doesn't feel like a waste of time, and I think that's because I see value in creating something like this, right? So as long as I see the value there, then this will keep going on. Um, that's kind of the conclusion I came to. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess I also want to um, give like a music update. I know in the last episode I talked about, okay, I'm going to post on TikTok and try and build my music stuff, right? So... Um, the last episode I was on a high, I was on such a high from that concert and now I've kind of come back down. (laughs) I've been like, I'm still, I still want to do more music stuff, right? But I'm now like, you know, coming back to reality of probably will never happen, um, Yeah, giving up on my dream more, essentially. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, dude. It's like, I found on Reddit recently um, some ways that people have like suggested to like build an audience. I, I heard a quote recently that was like, there's this, there's this guy talking about his band and how it's really defeating to be in the music business because you're like trying to force your music into a market where there is a immense oversaturation of music being generated constantly for a limited amount of listening or like attention listening time. Does that make sense? Like there's a very limited amount of time that people will give to listening to you, right? So there's this huge pool of music being generated every day and just like a limited tiny amount of time where people are actually listening from that pool of music. So you're trying to get your music into these people's ears and you're like fighting for that attention, right? And that really put into perspective for me, like, okay, um, why would I give a fuck? <laughs> you know, like, it, if I'm having to fight for people's attention, it's like, do I want it? The best is going to float to the top, right? No matter what. Is that, is that even true to say? Who knows? Um... If I'm not the best, so be it. I'm just doing it because I like it. But I still want to give it a try. Let me just say that. From last week, I'm not 
I'm not like totally giving up. I guess, I guess to sum all this up, I'm so scatterbrained right now because I just, I, I guess I'm, I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm literally processing it right now. But to sum it all up, I'm still trying. I'm just not as like obsessively passionate about it as I was last week. So <clears throat> haven't posted any TikToks. I do want to post some TikToks on my songs because I've just been on Reddit and I've seen some people like mention things. I found a new subreddit recently that was a uh, um We Are the Music Makers. Okay, and I think it's just people who make music. I don't know. There's a ton of people in it. It's a super generic subreddit, right? But um, let me go to my saved post here because there are several posts that I saved that just made me think, okay, this feels promising. Okay. The title of this is I got 10,000 monthly listeners in under three months with no label team or money. Here's what I learned. I went, holy shit. This is like literally exactly what I need. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it would be awesome to have just 10,000 monthly listeners. It's like, I'm not asking to be like Ariana Grande or anything like that. I just want to make enough money off of music that I can like actually see it as some kind of future for me, right? And before I get into this post, um, one of my all-time favorite bands, well, he's a guy, Jeff Rosenstock, um, he was in a band called Bomb the Music Industry. Uh, and from Bomb the Music Industry, there were like these friends he's had for so, so long that played in that band that still play with him, right? And like record with him and work with him. So, John, he's the bassist. He, like, I'm, I'm in this Facebook group for Jeff Rosenstock, right? And John is super active in that group he'll comment on like all these posts and say stuff right so um i think i forget what the post was i think the post was <coughs> i don't even okay the post is irrelevant what john was saying john was in the comments saying something about <coughs> oh i think it might have been john's post actually talking about don't get your hopes up if you're trying to be a musician, right? It's always good to be a musician as one job and have another, like, more stable job. That's, like, how you're going to be the most successful, okay? And that was really good for me to hear because for the longest time I've been thinking, this dude probably just plays with Jeff Rosenstock and lives off that money because they're touring all the time, it seems like. But learning that, oh, no, he has this other job that opened my eyes a lot. Um, and it made me realize that maybe I'm approaching this all wrong. Maybe my goal is to like live off my music. Maybe that is a lot, a lot harder and riskier than I think it is, okay? Maybe 
maybe my end goal should really just be get a job that will let me go on tour and build up my music career so that I can actually go on tour and make money. And it's like a two jobs kind of thing. And I'm like working so I can tour so I can go back to work so I can tour. And, you know, that would be the dream. I feel like, um, so maybe that, anyway, maybe that's new goal is to like not see my end result as like getting to quit my job and just go on the road all the time, but having a job and getting to go on the road, alternating. Okay. Um, anyway, that was just a notable post I saw earlier this week. To get to this post... I got 10,000 monthly listeners in under three months with no label, team, or money. Here's what I learned. I've already read over all this. And it... I'm gonna be honest. It wasn't that helpful. <laughs> but we'll... Okay, we'll, we'll get into it. Number one. Hold your music to a professional standard and keep trying to improve. It's like, I feel like that is just so common sense. If you actually like music, then you're all, I mean, you're always just by default trying to improve. Like, I feel like as an artist, you're always trying to one up yourself. Like the last thing you did. Um, so yeah, that one kind of just goes without saying for me. Um, he says, you want to ask yourself, do I see this being played on the radio? I don't think that's a good example, honestly, because unless you're doing the conventional, like popular music, you can't really ask, do you see this being played on the radio? I think you, the question should, or the, um, the question, yeah, should have been added that you would ask yourself is like, is this of the same quality that you hear on the radio? Right? Cause that, that is one thing I ask myself. I will often listen to songs that I think are really good and have been on the radio and I will try to mimic the mix of of them like the mix and quality you know with this mic um, and the softwares I use I think I get pretty good quality right but the mix is a whole other side to that coin right so like if the drums or like the bass is too loud it can make it just sound like total shit. You need to make sure everything is in a way so that you can hear it all. I don't, I don't know if I want to say equally, but like the level of volume of each of the instruments has to be in a certain way for it to sound good. Okay. And that's like a whole other topic in itself. I think that's what he's getting at here is like, just make sure Quality wise, it sounds good. Like quality and mix, make sure it's good. Okay. Thanks, dude. I currently do that, I feel like. Let's move on to number two. Network with others. You remember in the like first episode of this podcast, I was saying that is such a cliche thing that people say to people like me. 
like oh yeah okay that that's how you like get, get a band and grow is you gotta like get in the scene and get connected with others dude how do i do that it's so easy to just say yeah network with others that's so easy to do no dude how do i network with others that it's i don't know how to do it get out and meet people how do i do that <laughs> you know it's like I I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm just like analyzing it too deeply, or maybe I'm just so awkward of a person that it's crazy that people would even say this. But I don't know. He gives a brief description of each of these titles. So he says, "I see a lot of people making amazing music, but just keeping to themselves in their own little bubble." Kind of me, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to grow your listeners, you're honestly missing a huge opportunity. Networking allows you to reach so many people who would enjoy your music. It helps you to get into playlists. It helps you to get to more fans. And just helps with exposure in general. Side note, never pay for promotional service or to get more listeners. Okay. He's using networking as such, like, yeah, um, all you gotta do, just like one hour out of the day... Go outside and network. <laughs> you know? What does that fucking mean? <laughs> just just find some random dude on the street and go, Hey, you want to network? I, I It does not make any sense to me. And it's like not like I'm trying to play stupid. I know he probably means, like, go to some local shows and just talk to the bands there or something. I... I mean, dude, they don't give a fuck about you half the time. They're just looking to play their music, and they're hoping you'll follow them, and they'll build their audience. They're not really looking to make a connection with you, from what I've found, right? Maybe I just haven't found the right people, but it's like, dude, I network in so many different ways, and it never really yields anything, like... It's so hard for me to do face-to-face, but I've reached out to bands, like, on Instagram, right? Um, There was a time where I would try and find, like, smaller, local North Carolina bands and DM them and just, like, say, say, like, introduce myself and say, hey, I love your stuff, um... I would never really have a script that I would go to, so it's it's hard for me to like come up with an example, but um there was one band where I was like, "Hey man, I love your stuff. If you ever needed anybody to like fill in for you, please, I would love to do it. Like even if it was just if you have an opening, would love to come with you guys." on tour or something or like in a studio would love to come help or if you wanted to do anything together please let me know i you guys are great and these people like maybe had like 200 followers or something but they, they never i mean they weren't rude to me or anything they were just like yeah or they just like heart reacted my message and it I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting from that, okay? It's like, I'm not upset that they didn't just immediately go, come on, get on board. Yeah, we'd love to have you. But it was just... Fuck. It was still just kind of disappointing that 
that I guess they didn't say more, I guess I should say. Like, I guess I was hoping that they would have said, like, totally, dude. Um, thanks for reaching out. Um, we don't currently have, like, an open position or anything, but we'll let you know. And, hey, we know some people. Maybe we'll get you in contact with them. You know, maybe something like that. Just trying to be helpful, but... You know, I can't blame them because it's like, who knows? I probably would do the same thing if I, like, they're probably focused on so many other things other than me. So it's like, I can't really blame them, but it just comes down. I'm just making a point that comes back to the networking thing. Networking, just using that as a catch-all term, I I don't get it, okay? Mm, Cut it off there. I'll give one more example because this grinds my gears to this day. I don't want to say names or anything, but this, and I could be irrationally angry. I've told this story to so many people and they all treat me like I'm a psycho. <laughs> so I could just be psycho, but there's this guy. I have loved him for years, right? Um, his music has been so good to me and so inspiring to me. The quality of what he does, the amount of music he puts out, and he, he actually tours. He's got a, his friends and his band, and they tour. And the, he's, like, living my dream to in it, to an extent, right? Um, but one day he posted on his story. I've been following him for years, keep in mind. He posted on his story, Hey, we're looking for someone to, like, play bass for us um, at these two separate shows on these dates. Anybody interested? I saw it immediately. I instantly DM'd him. I would love to. I would love to. I know I know his songs. He he might have like less than a thousand followers, by the way. So it's not like he's like big, right? Like a big shot. Just some local band. But anyway, I immediately DM'd him. Hey, hey, um, I would love to. I know your stuff already. I have the equipment. Um, would love to do it. Just let me know. An hour goes by. I don't get a message. I'm like, okay. That's fine. That's fine. He maybe just posted it. Whatever. Left his phone. Okay. A day goes by. And I'm like, if I if he needed someone, I mean the post the post was still up on his story. If he needed someone, I mean, I think he'd be looking here. This is this is kind of weird. I go to the message, it says scene no response or anything and I was just crushed I was it was like (laughs) like the seven stages of loss right I was like denying it at first and then I was like sad and then I got angry and I was like dude I was I've been a fan of this guy I I, I've DM'd him like a lot actually asking like I love your stuff dude I would love... Can I get the chords to this song? Um, I want to do a cover of this. Is that cool? He says, sure. And he's always super nice. I go to his show. I see him on tour. I bought, like, some of his merch. I was, like, supporting him because I was, like, local artists support him. I admire him. He's inspirational for what he's doing. And then he's asking for help. And I'm like, dude, 
you would be helping me so much and I could help you. This is like my dream. Would love to do this with you. And I just get left on red and I'm just crushed. And it's like maybe it's like embarrassment in a way. Like me getting vulnerable with him saying like would love to do this. And then him denying me it felt like. Maybe that's what led to me unfollowing him and never looking back. I just, <clears throat> I just was so upset that day. I unfollowed him. Still haven't followed him back. This happened like, God, so long ago. But I was just so sad and angry, angry, just upset with him. I don't listen to his music anymore, and I'm just. Like, I feel like I got big-timed by a guy who's not even really that big. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like at the, at the very least, he could have said, like, hey, we found somebody else, but thanks for reaching out, dude, or some, something like that, right? But nothing left me on red. And maybe he forgot. I'll give him that. Maybe he forgot. But still, it's like, I was so hurt. So, anyway... That was an attempt to network, and it feels like I have been network networking for years and have gotten little to nothing out of it. So it hmm, networking kind of doesn't seem like it's as easy as this person's making it sound. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to number three. <laughs> um, know your audience. This one kind of sounds like a bullshit one too. It's not, I'm just, like, picking this thing apart. Um, which, I mean, there are good aspects to this. I think in the comments is what I'm mainly trying to get to here. But I'm uh, mainly going to just go through the, the main post at first. Okay, so know your audience. Um, you could be the most amazing classical composer in the world. But if you're sharing your music with Gen Z or Alpha, no one will care. Find your audience and go back to point two, networking helps with this too. Shut the fuck up. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, nepotism runs the world. You knowing somebody is what gets you to any position, okay? And networking is important. I'm not trying to discount that. But just saying it like this guy is, like... It feels like he's just saying, oh, to be successful, just network. That's all you got to do. It's super easy, actually. <laughs> you network, you'll get famous. It's it's not that simple, dude. He should have... Okay, bullet number two, network with others, should be a list of ways you can network with others versus saying how networking could help you, right? And that that's, that's what I've... That's what's pissing me off the most about this. And know your audience. Sure. I mean, if you're a person who's not getting like 10,000 monthly listeners, you don't have an audience. So how you can't know your audience. It, it doesn't make fucking sense what this guy's saying. Next point. Number four. Accept this fact. No one cares until everyone does. Okay, I think this is the main reason why I saved this. This is something that I've thought for so long, but he actually said it quite concisely. Well, I mean, that's a common saying, but in, 
I guess him bringing it up is 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 really a good point. This is what really caught my eye. So no one cares until everyone does. That is what I've been that is what's gotten me to do anything, right? Everybody's got to start somewhere. Jimi Hendrix he started at the same place as me. Kurt Cobain started at the same place as me. Flea started at the same place from me. Everybody that I admire, every great musician has all started at the same spot with zero knowledge, right? So, well, zero knowledge and like zero fan base they started from the bottom so what made them start right if they knew if they didn't know anyone would care oh it's it was just the passion of the music the passion of doing what they loved and then that's what attracted people right nobody cared about any of these people until everybody did right so that's what has driven me is like it, it feels defeating at times. Like, I've kind of talked about this already. Like, making this for nobody. It's like I'm putting in all this effort for no audience. And I'm not even... Like, I'm going to look back on it someday. But, I mean, not for a while, I feel like. So, it's like, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to, like, go through this time where I feel insane, like I'm just putting this out there. I might as well just be deleting all these files because when I dump it out there onto the internet, it's basically gone forever anyway. Like, it's just washed out with all the other YouTube content or podcast content that buries it. But um, that's a point that I feel like not a lot of people actually understand, right? I said that so weird. Understand. Um, like people will make like one song and when no one gives a shit about it they get really discouraged right it's like I'll put out something every year and it's it is nice some years like like a lot more people will listen than other years but you know at the end of the day I'm just I'm not really anticipating anyone to listen um if I wanted them to listen, I would like send it directly to them, like one of my friends or family, and I'd say, let me know what you think about this. Um, I genuinely just want to know. And I think they would give me like genuine feedback and like actually listen to it. But um God, what was it? Oh yeah, oh at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck about my music, right? So that's something I had to come to terms with a long time ago is like I made my first album candy coated melancholy in 2015 and I put it out and I thought this is it this is it was like the hardest I'd ever worked on anything and I was like okay I'm gonna put this out and so many people are gonna listen to it and like it's just gonna snowball and this is gonna this is gonna make 
my career. Like, this is going to take off for me. And then I put it out, and a lot of people listen to it. But then a week later, it was getting zero listens again. <laughs> so I was like, huh. People probably listened to this once, and then they never came back to it. And it, th- that was really, really disappointing. I didn't really make music for a long time after that. I, I tried, I went so hard making Candy Coat and Melancholy that for ye- like actual years afterwards, I didn't do any kind of music. I think I didn't even touch my guitar for like months and months and months and months. So during that time, I realized, okay. Nobody's going to care about this, but but if I get somebody to care about this, I want them to have a backlog of stuff that they can go through and enjoy. So it's like, I can't bank on one day just writing a masterpiece and then somebody just listening to that over and over and then having nothing to go back and listen to. I need to just keep writing stuff with no audience for every year churning stuff out so that maybe when something does hit there will be a long like a big backlog of things that people can go through it's like youtube channels that i enjoy i love discovering a channel and then finding all of this content to go through right i'm trying to replicate that in a way i guess um but at the end of the day if nobody gives a fuck if one of my songs doesn't pop off, I think me being old, looking back on a life of creating like all of this music and the different eras of music that I go through throughout time and the stories that I tell, that will be satisfying enough, you know? Um, that, that will just be cool enough for me. Um, let's see. Number five. Give me a break. Know your music theory. Bro. (laughs) What? Okay, this one I was just like, shut up. Um, I I kind of get what he's saying in the description here. It's like, it's almost like he's not talking to people who are already musicians in a Reddit called we are the music makers. By the way, the, the title of his post, I got to 10,000 monthly listeners. Here's what I learned, dude, you have got, you've strayed so far off and you haven't told us like hardly anything yet. He's basically just saying, make sure you make a good song and you don't just make like random stuff that doesn't sound good. Okay. Thank thanks dude. Thanks. Okay, make good make good music. I'll get on it. Um number 6. It takes a lot of time before you become good. Dude, we haven't even gotten to He's he's not he's just coming up with bullshit bullet points now. And that that's the last point that he makes. 5 and 6, he was he was scrounging for just some bullshit to say. It takes a lot of time before you come good. Okay. As is the same with anything. 
How'd you get to 10,000 monthly listeners? I still don't know. Okay. Um, maybe this actually wasn't a good post. <laughs> I saved it uh, for, I guess, number four. No one cares until everyone does. I mean, that's a common saying anyway, so I don't know why that would... Um, oh, okay, actually, this might be why I saved it. In, in the comments here, this guy... Yeah, this was actually kind of cool. Um, so he was replying to several lines and like comments from other people. So he says, not, <clears throat> not the original poster, but I've really gotten into promoting music. So here's my two cents. Someone says, specifically, what marketing or PR would you do on a daily basis to get more listeners? This is gonna this is gonna piss you off, guys. His response was networking. You son of a bitch, dude. How do people say this? Okay, at least he expands on that a little bit. He said, build relationships with people in your genre, engage with your fans, promote yourself, if not more than your music. Okay, he has done so much better than the the op right original poster in case y'all don't know about reddit um this this is good this gave me a semblance of of (coughs) hope okay build relationships with people in your genre okay i've tried that through instagram I'm going to keep trying, but okay. Engage with your fans. I have none. Promote yourself as much, if not more, than your music. Okay, that was interesting to me because I was like, okay, maybe maybe he's onto something that I've kind of thought of before. Promote Tyler Spencer as a brand versus throwing my music up on my story. No one gives a fuck about my story. If I make something interesting about myself people will want to then go to my story to listen to it. Does that make sense? When I see Post Malone doing something wacky and charming, I go, I want to listen to Post Malone today, right? Not saying I'm Post Malone, but it's like that same idea, right? Um, this person says, just released my third EP and wondering how to get it out there more. I've explored Submit Hub, Daily Playlist, etc but i haven't found anything substantially useful yet um he replied absolutely just make sure they're more spaced out and can stand on their own i don't know wait oh okay he (laughs) i read the wrong reply he said in my opinion submit hub is a waste of time Playlists always give this. Figure out how artists are getting discovered in your genre and start there. This goes back to the networking idea. Give me a fucking break. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I liked that too. Figure out how artists are getting discovered in your genre and start there. That's why I'm doing this TikTok thing. I think... I mean, I don't know what genre I am. That That's another problem is like... How do you define a genre anyway? You can really get into the semantics of or the, the details of 
like what is a genre anyway but it's like when you're defining your own genre you know i am so like up close to the music i'm like writing it i'm up close i'm in it i'm in the weeds doing this and when you're so up close you can't see like the full view of what it actually is you're working on so i can't really say what my genre is i don't i mean at a baseline rock i want to say but what i've been doing lately is so different do i even have a genre i don't know we'll just go through this post a little bit more um and then we will actually end this because i don't want it to be too long over an hour but so that guy gave a lot of good ideas um that commenter at least the main poster not so much uh someone replied to him man this is my biggest downfall with my music i literally suck at promoting it i make music out of the love of it like most of us do and i absolutely hate having to promote on social media i have an instagram i don't use i've only put my songs like twice here on reddit i find it exhausting and like it takes the fun out of music for me all i want to do is experiment with music and make music i enjoy tips for someone like me also, I'm not looking to blow up or make my living off my music. Duh, that would be nice. But it would be cool for more people to listen and vibe out with me. This sounds so much like me, except, you know, I am actually, I would love to make a living off music. Obviously, he would too, he says. But this uh, sounds so much like me, right? <sighs> okay. And I got I got to read a little bit of this earlier, but I didn't get get to go through all of it. So this will be interesting to like go through and process here. Somebody replied, they got a lot of upvotes and an award. So thinking this will be useful. I hope they don't just say networking. <laughs> um, not OP, but I had the same mindset, buddy. I hated the marketing aspect of it. It was hard to get streams. So. I had to bite the bullet and make my presence available on almost all social media. A lot of conversations with other producers and stuff casually gets brought up, like repost exchange or a site like that. Um, the more I focused on branding my music alias, the easier things got with marketing. Make social media accounts with your artist name, make a link tree, put link tree in all your bios, start talking to people with them or start talking to people and asking them questions. If you don't ask, you won't get the answers you're looking for. I've made, I'm, <laughs> I actually made a link tree recently for the first time and it, it was super cool and looks so professional. Um, so sure, that's good, but I don't know. I mean, making everything look good is like just one aspect of the bigger picture. I mean, you having a link tree isn't going to get you like more listeners, you know? Um, most importantly, be authentic. You will slowly start seeing yourself grow as an artist once you start networking with other artists. Lots of cool musicians out there that become online friends. It's authentic. Nothing more appealing than authenticity when I make the choice on following someone or not. These are just my opinions from trial and error over the years. Hope it helps. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> He's saying to network with other bands. And see, I wish these people would would go a little deeper 
network with other bands. Okay. In what way? How? What is the best way to do that? You know, there's so many questions packed into that. Um, actually, just tonight, before I did this, I found this Instagram account of this person who lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they film bands in their living room in front of this like old fireplace, and they film it, record it, and put it on their channel. That's so cool. That's something that I would want to do in the future. I have a thing called the Backyard Parade that is kind of like that, but it didn't really do much with it, unfortunately. Um, it was just kind of an idea. But I'm, I DM'd these people and I said, hey, and let's see if they've responded yet. I said, hey, um, I love your channel. I just found it through a friend. Would love to come on sometime and play some music if you're looking for local artists. Um, sent four hours ago. They haven't seen it. Okay. But it's called Live from the Nest in C. So, um, seems cool. They, they like just started. July 7th was their first post. They've had nine posts since then, so not that many people. Maybe one, two, three, four, five like six people on so far so it's like okay i got in early this is good i feel like this is a good way to like um huh um sorry sorry about that oh god instagram's social media is so bad for me um, God, what was I even saying? Oh yeah, okay, so maybe it would be a good way to get views. I've tried before in the past. There are these like big YouTube accounts that will like have bands come and play a song for them and then they'll post it and they'll like post stuff every day from these bands just in the middle of nowhere. And it's like if they did a good performance, usually it'll get a lot of views and then you could gain an audience that way. I've reached out to so many accounts like that. I haven't been on a single one. I haven't even gotten to like the second stage with a single one. It's always, 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 always been. Um, well, like, we'll let you know when we're in the area. They're never coming to this area. Um, or, or just a flat out like, nope, sorry, can't have you on. And I'm just like, okay. So it's like, it's not from a lack of trying, I feel like. I've tried networking and doing this kind of stuff, and it just doesn't work out. Maybe I'm not trying hard enough. Maybe that's it. Maybe I feel like I do a lot, but maybe I'm not. I don't really know what to do. Um, but who knows? Hopefully this goes well with this place. It would be a lot of driving. Like, I'd have to drive three and a half hours home and then I'd have to drive was this probably like an hour hour and a half to Raleigh from home uh, I think maybe more I, I don't know um, but I would I mean it would be totally worth it. it'd be so sick to go on this channel and play a melodramatic song get it filmed and get it put just on this page 
where I could promote it. It would look so good to show that I'm like actively doing stuff, right? Um, but who knows? I hope they get back to me. I really do. Um, but to get back to this post, this person also said, start using hashtags relevant to your music. Use the analytics to see which hashtags brought you streams and which ones didn't. I personally end all my posts with hashtag their name. Aim for getting a Google knowledge panel too. Um, I've used hashtags on a ton of stuff for multiple types of like media, like photography or music. Uh, you mostly get bots, if I'm being honest. Like, I feel like a lot of bots will like it and then comment under it. <clears throat> I don't know of anybody who searches for new music using hashtags. <clears throat> maybe, maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I, I don't see anybody doing that. I mean, maybe, maybe someone would do like hashtag the strokes. To like find the strokes videos and then maybe they'll stumble upon your video of your music and then that's such a like a lucky encounter that it, it almost I don't know I feel like the rarity of that happening is not worth you doing hashtags on every single post like who's to say that they would even stick around after hearing your music on the off chance that they stumble upon your video and listen, you know, an idea I got recently actually was to perform like covers and my own songs. Um, one on TikTok live. So I was going through a book I have, I have this thick notebook, um, of all of it's every single song I've ever written it's the lyrics, and then I have the chords at the bottom of it, right? I just wanted a place for every song I've ever had just to live. And I was going through that today, and I was laughing at how bad the earlier stuff was. And you could see me, or what I see, what I think is me getting better, right? So I was thinking it would be interesting for me to go on TikTok Live or something. Who knows if anyone with else would think this is interesting. But I just, like will play live going through this book of songs, right? Who knows if people would find that interesting? Um, I was considering doing it in an, in an interesting place to make it a little more interesting. Like, for instance, putting my phone filming like up in the corner of a room so you're like fly on the wall and you see the whole room or something and it's just a, such a weird angle that no one would ever think to look from and that would capture your attention straight from the get-go on tiktok i feel like um or like me in the bathtub playing it or something with my clothes on by the way um but i don't know so either me live or just like post a bunch of videos of me in, in like interestingly framed video doing covers or doing my own songs. I don't know. It's just an idea I had today. Um, so this guy replied to the hashtags comment and the previous one. 
Thanks for all this, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just actually got to do it. I have to shift my mindset to make it enjoyable to promote myself. See, that's the thing, too, when it comes to networking. It has to be authentic and for the fun of it. I can't fuck with people who make music who think they're hot shit when they're not, lol. I learned this by actually reaching out to a few artists here in Arizona, and I started noticing MFs with a few thousand likes and followers think they're Drake, lol, or just phony people who I know are fronting in their music or trying too hard. That's also another thing which discouraged me from messing with those with too many people. Noticing a lot of artists here in Arizona have this gatekeeper keeper mentality. And I'm antisocial as hell and try to and so that as the complexity of trying to get my music out there when I don't want it to be out there. Or I don't want to be out there. Okay, someone replied, that's just a problem everywhere. And I was about to say, is like, this is going to sound so bad, but so many people that I do, it, it's harder than it should be for me to like people. I, and I hate this about myself. It's like, if I don't find, if we don't, aren't on the same wavelength, I just can't fake it. I can't fake it and make it happen. Like, if we don't mesh, we just don't mesh and I can't fake it. I will just, I will not like smile to your face and pretend to be happy you're around. I just can't do that for whatever reason. So with the, and that's the problem with finding people to work with is like, if I didn't like someone and we were like, and they wanted to like be my bassist or something. I just wouldn't. I just I wouldn't be able to let them do it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I could. I could just physically couldn't do it. I can't put on this fake smile or fake interest. And it's so hard to find sane people. I feel like. Like, when you start working with people, there are so many people that are just crazy will make assumptions about so many things and just get so like they will try to fight you over crazy stuff. And I just don't want to deal with that. You know, like a lot of people out there are like that. It is rare to find someone who is just relaxed, reasonable and polite. I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that's another reason I don't really. It's just hard for me to get into that kind of thing, but anyway, I'm gonna bring this to a close. It's been we've been going on for a good while now. Back to what I was saying before, Elvis. Um, if I can dream. Um, 1968 comeback special, and also. Someone get that grill out of the rain. Listen to it, please. Please listen to both of those. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. We'll be back next Sunday. As you can see, I got a routine thing going on. Every episode drops Sunday at 8 a.m. Um, getting ready for Halloween. Maybe that could be a topic for next week. I'll think on that. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. This has been Wiretap. Um, <laughs> what's the thing I do every time? Um, wiretap forever. <laughs>